Okay, so start recording in one, two, three, go. What's up, everybody? Great to have you here with us. Some people will say this weekend we saw how exciting the Premier League can be and the Premier League and how the Premier League can also be the best league at the same time. But I'm in the school of thought that the Premier League offered a lot of good matches and still other leagues as well. But we'll talk, we'll talk on that. So without further ado, welcome to the latest episode of our, of our podcast. So Josh, how you doing, man? Feel well. Yeah, yeah, I'm great. I'm great. I mean, I'm good. I have nothing to be ashamed of, unlike Gomelu Lukaku, which we'll get to later. Um, how was your weekend? <laughs> uh, my weekend was bad. My weekend was bad due to the fact that um, so guys, um, so guys, um, we recorded an episode for you all on Friday, oh, 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 oh. and our recording um software keep up, and he didn't record the the majority part of that episode. That's why we failed to upload. So please do bear with us. One day, Sapa will possibly deliver. <laughs> okay, okay. Just to emphasize on that, yeah. You know, I'm laughing now, but on Friday when it happened, it wasn't funny because, okay, so basically, guys, what happened was me and Leonard and I recorded we're, we're there for like 50 minutes, the episode was supposed to be about 50 minutes, and then we stopped recording, like, we stopped talking, basically, and then we, so it was, okay, now Leonard, you edit and you upload, because he does that. And then we said that only 10 minutes of our episode was recorded, and that was basically the first 10 minutes. So the rest 40 minutes, we were just talking to each other, like, that's basically what it was. We're, we're, we're gisting, like, I like gisting with Josh so like, probably, Probably one of the longest conversations ever, if it's not a podcast. That's what it was, basically. Just... <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Like you said, this just it just shows us that we need to have money to actually record in a different way because I, exactly, I, I don't we'll... want to sound like a prophet of doom, but I'm not sure that's the last time that's the, that kind of thing will happen. So we need to avoid it. Yeah, we'll, we'll try and avoid it at all costs. So we'll be more vigilant and see whenever Craig decides to leave us or slide us. Yeah, so Craig we'll is the for us in case you guys are... <laughs> okay. yeah. So let's start with the Premier League. Like you said, some people call it the best league in the world. But one thing is for sure, we saw one of the best matches of the league season this weekend. City suffering a shock defeat to Tottenham. And in the episode that never was, both of us predicted this pause win. How wrong we were. No, it's City win, you meant. Sorry. What do I... See, I'm confused. Both of us predicted <laughs> this. Yeah, see, the truth is, the truth is, um, that was a brilliant game of football. Spurs deployed their tactics well. I think that is the worst game I've seen Ruben Diaz, Kyle Walker, and Laporte have together, all three. They were so bad that every time Spurs were on the um were on the turnover, like it looks like Spurs could actually interesting, score from every attack. You just mentioned that, yeah. Because if you take a closer look at the three goals Tottenham scored, the first one was the Ruben Diaz error, second one was the Laporte error, third one was Kai Walker failing to jump to stop Hurricane, and also in that third goal, Cancelo failing to put Kulusevski on his weaker foot. He allowed him to cut into his stronger left, left foot and cross. So, the entire back four was just terrible. Yeah, and, and you know what's funny? It's This is the same playbook. The same, I don't know what's, what's happening with Guardiola and Spurs. Like, I mean, whenever Guardiola meets Tottenham, like, it's clear that he doesn't know how to... Um, have, he do, there's no, there's no what is it called, a plan B when plan A doesn't work. And it was clear that plan A wasn't working. And this was one of the games that is very evident to see that City needed a fox in the box and no one could actually fill in that room because they don't have such... 
went there. This whole they need to strike cutting. Okay, so you know what? You know what? I won't, I, I'm done with that. I don't think they need a striker because they've shown us that they, are, they can be dominant and win games without the striker. But what I'll say is this. They lacked... They look like they lacked ideas. And that's something we don't see from City. Nobody was making any attempt to make a killer pass because it felt like Tottenham were so comfortable. Apart from Gundogan's pop shot at the edge of the box that hit the bar and then the one that eventually led to a goal. The cross... It, it felt like... City were just going to have possession and never really create much. So I won't I won't really blame the lack of strike. I'll blame the lack of ideas on the day. Because it felt to me like they were just keeping possession, hoping for an opening, but Tottenham didn't let them see that opening. Um and what like you said, I agree with you. I agree with you. And and you could see them they'll move it from side to side, still doing the same thing and it became redundant. So at the end of the day, like I feel like it's something that Pep Guardiola will look to suffocate out of this team because we've not really, really seen that from City. Because if you fast forward to like let's say five, six days ago when they beat um, um, what is it called, Porto, we're even annoyed with the way they actually. Let's not blame Porto for what they didn't do. Sporting. Oh, oh sorry, Sporting, Sporting Lisbon. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry for the error. So Sporting Lisbon for. But, but then when... again, it's not like it's like they would have done the same to Porto. So it's not like Porto. Yeah, is yeah. <laughs> but but the bottom line is we saw it. We saw that days ago, and we we're so annoyed. And that that we showed our annoyance in the previous episode that Craig failed to record once again. But at the end of the even coming to this game, we didn't predict something like this. We even was even going to happen. We never saw it coming. And this, I think, this is Harry Kane's best never performance. <laughs> yeah, I think this is Harry Kane's best performance in like seven months. I think. I okay, think this so, is so the Harry Kane. You see, the Harry Kane thing was he was just basically saying, "Yo, Man City, you guys should have paid the extra twenty or thirty million for me, and I would have been doing this in your colors." But instead, I'm here to do it against you. Because before, mm. because before the game, there was a lot of talk of City dodged a bullet because Hurricane has lost form. Hurricane was like, okay, you guys think I'm finished here? Take this. And it was it was not just the goals. It was the all-round performance. It was dropping deep. And Son and Kulisevsky were making runs because they know that Kane has the eye for a pass. And almost everything he did was spot on. Apart from one pass that he should have put Son through, but he underhit the pass. Apart from that, he was pretty much perfect throughout the game. But yeah, just quick, yeah, I agree. I agree. But just, yeah. just yeah, go ahead. On, on City's first goal, do you think that was a Lloris error? Or do you think, yes, it was a Lloris or, error. Or you, no, no, no. no I, don't, I, don't, I don't even need to hear your second, your second option. It was a Lloris error because I've been saying this to all my friends, even my Tottenham um, friends. I've been telling them that one of the things Tottenham need to change is Hugo Lloris. Hugo Lloris have not been top class in like five seasons. Forget well, that he won a, a World Cup. He has not been that guy for like five you seasons. See the problem. You see the problem with Hugo Lloris. I, I cannot even argue with you on that. But but the problem is because he's a keeper, any error he makes leads to a goal. But then we have outfit players making errors and nothing comes of it. You get so like I won't I won't say Lloris has been bad. But I'll say Lois has made bad errors. I think Lois has made, from what I remember, like I'm not even looking at stats or anything, but I I can I can remember at least five six games over the past year that Lois has cost Tottenham. So yeah, exactly. For a, for a keeper, actually, that's too much. Six games. Yes, a for year. a keeper because when you make those errors, the boy is going straight to the net. So yeah. it's very very um damning if a keeper makes those kind of errors. But I just want to say, uh, before we just move on from the City Tottenham game is, now, Manchester City have done two things. They've opened up the top four race and they've opened up the title race. So, beautiful. <laughs> um, Just quickly on the penalty incident. Penalty for you or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say penalty because if we are going with consistency, this is the problem with England. They don't. They are not consistent enough. If we are going with consistency, that should be a penalty because I've seen that given countlessly this season alone. I'm not. I don't even to talk about previous season. I've seen that given given for my you and other clubs. But, I don't want to start but, calling but, club names, but, but you get the drift. So by, 
So I agree that it's a penalty by the letter of the law, but just watching it from a human perspective, just having pity on, on Romero, it just looked harsh to me. Or am I am I having too much sympathy? It just looked harsh. Um, I get I get what you mean. Sometimes you look at it and be like, where the guy where what should the guy do with his hands? But at the end of the day, I mean, I, I'm not sympathetic towards all these things because at the end of the day, I've seen that thing given. And even I was even sympathizing with um, Arsenal fans when they had similar things this weekend and none of them were given. So I've seen that given countless times. So I feel like if they are going, if they are trying to um, be consistent, that, that that should still be given no matter what which team it's against. Fair enough, fair enough. So the, like you said, the title race is wide open. Liverpool face leads. That's the game behind the game in hand, rather. The famous game in hand. Everybody keeps saying that Liverpool already have three points. So are you following the general consensus? Are they sure to win Leeds? Um, I wouldn't like to you. Leeds are shit. We, we, we're talking about this beginning of the season. And I feel like the is is in a uh, is in a relegation battle. Leeds, so, from what I saw. On the end of this season, like I can almost guarantee it that Bielsa is not going to renew his contract. Yeah, yeah. like I'm not even saying it's, some people are now criticizing Bielsa and saying he's underrated, he's overrated. Sorry, but the truth is, like, let's be real. Some of all those players, like, if you watch the Manchester United's last goal where Bruno Fernandez flicked it, this guy actually gave Bruno Fernandez the ball again. Like, you know, sometimes you just watch a game and you you're so pissed at the, the level of the level of um, intelligence of some players. Okay. Some people don't even that's, think at all. Okay, since we're talking about... Basically, we're now talking about the United-Leeds game, which is actually what I even wanted us to talk about next. But, okay, so you're you're basically saying Liverpool are going to beat them. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no... There's no... The, the okay. only thing I would see is... The only thing I would see is because of the way Liverpool play. So, it actually suits Leeds style. So, they can... Leeds can be expansive. But I don't see... I don't see I don't see how they want to contain Salamani, Jota, Femino, and um, no, even no, this now Luis Diaz. Yeah, so, even Luis Diaz. So I don't see how they will contain them. And we have Trent Alexander Arnold and Robinson that will come back into it default to will deliver those crosses. So I don't see how, was, how they will cope. I don't see how they will cope. I mean, I was, okay, just quickly on the two fullbacks. I was so when I saw the lineup and Arnold wasn't starting because he's in my FPL. But when Liverpool considered, I was happy. I was like, yes, no clean sheets. Because if they had kept a clean sheet and he was not playing, then I would have been really pissed. But I was like, okay. No, I was, I was, for me, I was expecting that change to happen because they have a cup final coming and it has been, especially for Arnold, it has been a long time since they rested Arnold. So I was like, Arnold is definitely going to have a rest in this double game week. So I was not well, surprised to see it. If millions of managers knew that, they wouldn't have triple captained him or. Captained. Oh, I was laughing at people that were doing that. I was laughing at them because because but people. At the, time, at the same time, even if you are you are thinking he might be rested, you dare not bench him on your FPL. No, 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 no. Me, I had I had him in my team, but I'm, I was not going to bench him. Says that I knew he would had he would have like since see my thinking, I was like, there's no way Arnold would play. 90 minutes in just two matches. There's no way. If he was to play the two matches, yeah, they would take him I off. I was expecting 65 minutes in like the two games. I wasn't expecting a complete no show. He wasn't even on the bench. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, I was expecting um, I was expecting something like 70 minutes, then 30 minutes in the next game. That like the next game he won't start. But now, now Klopp has showed his other, okay, he wants to rest him completely. And, and kudos to him. At some point in the in the game against um, in, the, in the in the game that they played this weekend against what was it uh, um, Brentford? I felt like Norwich. Yeah, I fe- Norwich. yeah, yeah Norwich, Norwich, Norwich. I, I just confused all these guys. No, Norwich, Bre- <laughs> Brentford was with us now. When this, I was so annoyed with this guy in my team. What is this guy's name? That I had for weeks. No Rams, the um, this bomb bomb player that always hit the bar. Ah, it's no, 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 that place for that place for Brentford. This guy that always hit the bar now. Ah, Umbremo, that guy. So, 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 I was, I was always, I always confused Umbremo with this guy, um, Timopuki. So, and they have similar facial structure. So, um, at the end of the day, what I'm just saying is, we've seen 
We've seen that and kudos to Liverpool for capitalizing. What what? Ibuemo is literally black. Timupuki is white. No, no, no. Yes, they are black and white, but like if you look at them, low cuts with beards, and they have similar body physique. You need to get your eyes checked. Like I can't even Uh, of course, of course. Now, please, somebody, somebody who is listening to this, please just tell me if one person on earth agrees with you, then <laughs> I know what I'm going to say. Whoever no problem. and Puki look alike, please just contact us. I say, I, I'm not saying they look alike, they're similar. No, no, they're no, no, that's what, said, that's what you said. Okay, there's okay. Any, there's okay. any time to dwell on that, yeah? All right. Let's just, All right. So, the United game, United two goal leads, then. Doing the uh, almost typical thing of them in the past few weeks, conceding two goals in what was it two minutes or even seconds. one minute? 60 okay. seconds. Okay, six. Thank you. And then for, for me, at that point, I was like, wow, United have thrown this game away. But then for them <laughs> to come back and still win 4 2, does that show character or does that show that leads? Like are the ones like how I put it? Was it character from United or the least just straight away? No, I will not say. Like I mean, let me be honest with you. United played had a very decent game in the first half. Leeds were terrible in the first half, but in second half it was looking like Leeds. They know what they are doing now, and all of a sudden after the equalizer, they just, it just yeah, went downhill. I mean, why? Why would? Why would Bielsa bench his best player? It makes no sense. No, I, I feel like this guy has had a lot of game. What is his name? Rafinha. So, so I feel like that's he was looking at it like, let me give him rest because we're no, playing. No, 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 no. You rest him in training. Tell him not to train for like three days. But when it comes to match day, you dare not rest him. Uh, at the end of at the end of the day, like he still got his goal. He still got his goal. He made his impact. But at the end of the day, Rafinha can't be the one defending. Look at the guy, the guy for the um, Elanga goal. After Bruno flicked him, he recovered perfectly. But it was like, Bruno, please take the boy again. So, 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 so that's, that's the goal that pissed you off. The goal that pissed me off was the first goal. First, United scored their first corner after 138 corners this season. Mm, what a record. Congratulations to them. We Let's clap for them. So, that was a good being the loud mouth he said at the end of the game that he was embarrassed by that start and so he tried to take responsibility to try and set it right so he scored to correct the start I'm of like, course okay. I'm like okay sir but can you can you actually now do your your job which is too different but but then that I think the defending from that corner was worse than the Elanga goal but I don't know maybe you might see it another way. But the lack of marking, Lorente lost, Maguire lost Lorente's marker so easily was actually appalling. Uh, uh, well, well, like, <laughs> I don't know, you can I speak said, and see. To, to, so many... to make matters worse, sorry, sorry, to make matters worse, Melier was standing, like he was in no man's land, he was not on the line, he did not come out per se to punch the ball, he was just there, standing like, like he was a spectator. If you're angry about Melee, what will you now say about the the Fred goal? That was nonsense. Like, I don't no, no, like... No, no. This, you see the Fred goal? The Fred goal is like, there's space on the ball. So, I can, I, so, so see how I put it. I expect the keeper to make the save. But at the same time, I understand if he cannot make the save. But I cannot No, understand. no. Me, I don't understand it. No, no, no. Me, I don't... You, you can understand, but me, I don't understand it. You're basically <laughs> standing there. That is the only place you should protect. Like, forget about the far post. If he goes into the far post, no problem. But still, oh my God. Man, some things are just shambolic at the end of the day. But there's something we to talk about um, about this United game, the concussion thing. Let me remind you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so thank you for reminding me. So we saw Robin Cock get injured in the first half for Leeds. Even Ronaldo was worried because I'm like, I saw the blood. I'm like, this guy is going off. To my utter amazement, they bandaged him and he continued playing the game. Obviously, he could play for only about five extra minutes and then he had to be taken off. So now, that's the Players Association have said that um, that they should introduce temporary 
subs for concussion. So in in that case, like for example, now Robin Cook is injured, so someone from the Leeds bench will enter for him temporarily. It's not a it's not a sub. So even if Robin Cook is now assessed and is ready to come back, that player that sub that is a temporary sub will leave because so the reason their reasoning for that is because clubs don't want to be down to ten men. So because they don't want to be down to ten men, they rush players who should be. Like the checkup, they rush the checkup basically. So like, let's say Robin Cox should have been checked for about ten minutes, whether it was okay. But because Leeds will not want to be down for up to ten minutes, they just checked it for like two, three minutes and put him back on. So, do you agree with the temporary subs or what else can be done? No, I, I'm even like as I've they not introduced it yet. I'm even surprised that it does not be. No, no, no. What they've introduced is concussion sub. So normally, okay, concussion sub. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 I'm confusing it now. Yeah, 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 I understand yeah. now, I understand now, I understand the difference now. I, I, see, that thing should have been there in football since because we're risking so many things. We're risking players' health, let's be honest here. We're risking so many things. So I feel like it's something that, that should have been in place already. It's not something that is up for discussion because more, more importantly, these players are human. So their, their health needs to be taken more seriously. So I agree that whichever... Whichever um, law they want to pass, it, it should be for the betterment of these players. And looking at it, looking at how you explained it, it's clearly for the betterment of these players. So I will always welcome it in football. Yeah, actually, I'm full support of it as well. So now, the last Premier League game we talk about it. Chelsea against Crystal Palace at Sehorse Park. Um, this was disgraceful, embarrassing, irritating. And what other word? What other word can I use? Like, like no, I'm not talking about the team. I'm talking about Lukaku. How can you now? I need someone to explain this to me. How can a footballer on the pitch play 90 minutes and not just 90 minutes plus added time in both first half and second half, and you touch the ball seven times, of which one of the touches was from kickoff, so you touch the ball six times from open play. Of which only one, you had only one open play touch in the first half. Then I'd please explain it to me. And I don't want to hear, or maybe maybe you can say it because I've been hearing some people saying he's not getting the ball from Chelsea players. I'm like, if you're not getting the ball, go looking for the ball. That's what Harry Kane does. That's what Lewandowski does. That's what Suarez does. Should I go on? Um, the truth is, <clears throat> some people chased after, chased after records. So Lukaku clearly wanted to get this record for himself. So congratulations <laughs> to him. Rumi Lukaku now has broke the record for the fewest touches in Premier League games. Seven for a player who played the, the previous record was, minutes. was sorry, the previous record was Jamie Vardy nine. I've forgotten against who. I don't even know, but but now they, 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 I'm reading it from ESPN. They're saying. For a player who played 19, um, full 90 minutes since the data became available in 2003, so Romelu Re- Re- Lukaku has set his own record. So congratulations to him. Like These are what um, legends are made of. Freaking setting records. So, <laughs> love no. may continue yeah. for him. Okay so, okay, so now, seriously, seriously. Where do you apportion the blame? Is it, is it Chelsea? Because I, I watched that game and I watched analysis and like a program on TV today and they looked at different instances where Lukaku should have received the ball but like the Chelsea players for whatever refused to cross. So is that are we actually being too harsh on Lukaku? Is this the service is it not just like the service to me is not good enough. So is it not are we not supposed to split the blame? The blame should be splitted because like like you said Clearly, you can see that they bypass Lukaku a lot. They, they, they don't use him most of the time whenever ever they attack. So if they see that, oh, there are players running through the channels, because Lukaku basically stays in the middle. So there are players running through the channels. Chelsea's route is always to take the channels. So basically, they bypass Lukaku a lot. But another thing you need to understand is, sometimes you, you become a passenger in this game that you actually need to drop in midfield and command that ball to come to you as a player and Lukaku should be doing that because when he drops in he's basically going to suck people in and command that ball to come to him then it starts to even give spaces for other players to run into maybe it was a tactic from Tuchel 
maybe we don't know. But at the end of the day, I'll just say this: Chelsea. What? What? Tactic for is trying to touch the ball. Because, because, because at the end of the day, now we've seen the backlash that happened a few months ago when Lukaku did that interview, and you know, he has been know, saying even, he has been even, saying he has been playing to the manager's tactics. So we'll see. You know, even even Tukio was like he doesn't know what to do about it. That there's nothing he can do about it, and then. Yesterday he said that people should not make fun of Lukaku. I'm like, okay, sir. We should 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 we be clapping for him? We should not make fun of him. That Lukaku's performance is not a joke. He should not be made fun of. And I'm like, you coming out to say this is only going to make people make fun of him the more. The truth is, even Chelsea's performance as a whole, I was not impressed at all. Because I'll, I'll give you instances, instances where Crystal Palace were supposed to score. The, there was one from Olise. Olise, Olise was one of their live wires in that match. So, like, I don't even understand that. Like, Chelsea these days. Another, another player, Chelsea, let's go from the academy. <laughs> let's hope he doesn't turn out to be the next De Bruyne or the next Salah. I mean, in that he's, case, already that that way. he's already looking that way. Maybe, maybe not as good as De Bruyne, but, like, he's looking like a proper talent. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, but... Let, let, let me let me just wrap up by saying this. Um, Chelsea, they really need to step up. Like we said um, f- a few minutes ago, the top four race is wide open. So anybody sleeping, Manchester United, Arsenal, which we saw won this weekend and played fantastic football. Um, they are in it. Sports as well, they are in it. So if anybody is sleeping, I think it's Chelsea. Chelsea, they are sleeping and they'll be, they'll be, they'll be caught napping very soon. So they should better wake up. I, I, would, I would love to agree that they will be caught, but I just think the teams below them are even more terrible than Chelsea have been. So, yeah, facts. As, as much as Chelsea will drop a lot of points from now to the end of the season, United, Tottenham, Arsenal, West Ham Wolves will drop even more points. So I think Chelsea will finish third. Not that they deserve to finish third, but because the rest are not good enough to catch up. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, for sure. So now over to Spain. Real Madrid won three new, but it was a frustrating first half performance to say the least. So now because it was three new, are we to brush like forget about the first half and just say Madrid won or following on from what we saw against PSG? Is that cause for concern? Um, I would say, I would say, I'll, like I would just say, Ancelotti's team. I don't understand what is going on. There seems to be like if an inconsistency in in their performance, not results wise, but their performance. Because when you look at it, like yeah, the first half was very boring to watch. Uh, I didn't understand what I was watching. I don't understand what they were trying to do. But um, but at the end of the day, they got the three points. And credit to Marcos, um, Marcos Asensio, who I feel like has returned to the Asensio of twenty seventeen. Who knows how to bend the ball very, very well? So I think he, he was one that injected life into the game by scoring that uh, Golazo uh, go and even with the link up play we had with um, Benzema f- to set up uh, Vini Junior. So I enjoyed I enjoyed your second half performance. It was a very, very beautiful uh, um, team team effort to try and get the three points. And it's good to see that Benzema is back in the score sheet as well. So. Um, progress with Real Madrid for getting three points after, was... their, after their shambolic performance in the midweek. <laughs> you just have to add that, right? Okay, so I was actually a bit surprised Benzema started his game. Why? Because Alaves are so lowly placed in the league and Benzema just come, was forced back to play against PSG. So I'm like, okay, you risked him against PSG, but surely you give him a rest against this Alaves that should not be a problem, but Carlo Ancelotti doesn't seem to trust any of his forwards. He doesn't trust Bale to play as a first time. He doesn't trust Hazard. He doesn't trust Isco. He doesn't even trust a proper number nine like Luka Jovic. So, it means that Benzema, even if he's on one leg, is going to be forced to play. I, I mean, that just... I mean, if the rest of the players might as well just tell the agents that they are looking for a new club because if Benzema is not fit and he's still playing above you, then, I mean, what are you looking for at the club? But then I understand why at the same time because he's so crucial to the team. Like you said, decent second half performance. I won't even say good second half performance. I'll say decent. 
But first half was total, total nonsense. But who cares? They won 3 0 and they are still top of the league. Now over yeah. to the Italian Barcelona. Pierre um, Pierre Emerick Abumayang hat trick. First goal, nice, second goal, nice, third goal, beautiful, beautiful killer instinct from the striker. What a lovely finish. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even the, the third goal I was I was saying to someone they would give it to Abumayang and like now nah, they don't give deflected goals and all of a sudden after so much deliberation and all of that, they gave it and like they said one hour after the game. So I check out with the like uh, uh, if you're Pedri, if you're Pedri, would you be upset? Like do you think do you feel like it's your goal? If if I am Pedri, if if it was me, I'm not saying if I was Pedri, if it was me, I might be a little bit hard done by, but Pedri for me, I think Pedri won't do mind. I even think Pedri even wants Abamian to have the goal. That's the kind of personality he is. Like you can even see it. It's let's not like not, that. Let's, kind not, of... let's not overrate his selflessness. He will still want to score. Trust me. No, no, no. For sure, for sure, for sure. But I feel like if I, maybe even Pedri, Pedri might even be part of the decision making why they even give it to him. He might, he might still be. But, but that's by the way. Uh, by yeah, the way. But, but, yeah. but what I just want to touch on is like for anyone asking about if they if Xavi has improved this team. This is a game that clearly shows that. What I just want to highlight is forget about the beautiful passing and all of that. What I just want to highlight is is the intensity of Barcelona. Three months ago, Barcelona will never keep up with that kind of intensity from a Valencia team. Valencia will probably have equalized three three, or they will probably win that game. But Barcelona were in it, running from start to finish. I even remember um, this guy said it. Uh, what is his name? Naguzman and even um, Muller said it. Barcelona, you can see them good tactically, but they cannot cope with intensity of modern game football. And what Xavi has really that done... Was, that was a right. very damning verdict, was it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's true, no. You know, when, when people say something, you think, oh, maybe they're just bantering you. But when you actually watch Barcelona, they don't press well, they don't keep up, they don't run like their opponent. They're just there. Just like, they're just like... Sorry, it's just like Hassan Hotel saying that he knew that United players would not defend properly when Southampton faced them. Like, once your opponent says things like that against you, you need to look yourself in the mirror. Exactly, exactly. You get you get what I mean. So, that for me, what Xavi has been able to change is the way they train and that mentality. And now, it's bearing fruits. And long may it continue. Because I can go on and talk about this, the way the style of play, the build-up and everything, which we know it's beautiful about, to watch. About, Okay. How about we talk about Usmani Dembele? Clearly, now Javi knows that you cannot keep this guy to rot on the bench. He's too good to be left to rot on the bench. And oh, boy, in the second half, he, he, in the second half, he faded. What? In the first half, in the first half, he was good. I agree, but in the second half, he faded. Like you could what? not find him in the game. You it was too ultra critical. Why? No, 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 no. Like I'll give you an example. Like. In the second half, like there's this guy too. What is his name? Um, Ingresa. Please, any club out there looking for a defender, we have a very cheap Oscar. Um, Oscar Ingresa. Please come and carry the guy, bro. So I don't understand the defending. Like I don't, I don't understand the defending he's doing. I don't know whether he's trying to do no look defending like Maguire. Okay, okay, okay. Quick question, yeah. Oscar okay. Mingueza and Eric Garcia, where are you keeping? Eric Garcia, Eric Garcia, Eric Garcia. I don't even need to take too, too, too much. Eric Garcia. Eric Garcia, Eric Garcia. I would take, I would take four of Eric Garcia. Wow. Wow. That says, that says a lot about how highly you hate Mingueza. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah, I not see, I not see, did you not see that Mingueza was at fault for that, um, what is it called, the 3-1? No, no, no. It I'm is... not saying it wasn't a fault, but like, I mean, Garcia for me is, is a different breed entirely. Oh, that means that means you've not seen me, you've not seen what Mingueza did this weekend. Because Mingueza's positioning, bad. There was one where he actually give gave a flick on. It was one flicking the ball for the opponents. Let it get <laughs> like I don't see, 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 there are some things I don't like. So I don't like please. I just pray that Xavi will use Mingueza. In some matches where he actually lose good, very, very good, so that clubs can just pay the money and get him out of the club. So that that's just my prayer. Okay, so so what you just said now, yeah, yeah, it just makes me 
think of you know I've I've said on this podcast like why is was Barkley still playing for Chelsea? Why is um uh, which United player? Why is Fred still playing for United? Why is McTominay? I think sometimes clubs play these players so that buyers will be tempted. That's just exactly it. Because, exactly because if you don't play them at all, nobody is going to be interested. Let's just call it is a seduction tactics. So <laughs> if you get seduced you're on your own, so that's how it is. But now, like, Basura, for, for you, but for you, but for you, how, how do you see the game? Let let me hear from you. Since you're in neutral, how do you see the game? Like some of the things I said, are you not noticing them? Yeah, you see, you see the thing about you see. Okay, first I want to start with Abumayang. Very, very, very good performance from him. I mean, showing that he's not finished like a lot of people thought. Apart from now, jokes aside, the the, the third goal to see the hat trick was really not a shot from him, but. The first two goals were quite nice. Um, Dembele, I think you were being too harsh. I think Dembele, I think, I think sometimes when you're so good in the first half and you drop off a bit second half, I think it might be accepted because I mean, you're not a robot. So, you, know, I, I think he was chilling. His team was three goals up, so he was just chilling. It's not like he dropped off per se. Um, for Barcelona's defending. It wasn't great per se, but like it was better than we've seen in previous games. I think I think Valencia had some chances, but like nothing really glaring, like how Barcelona have been like just not defending recently. That's um, thing, so Araujo. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. Araujo was actually fit. I, I we thought he was going to be injured. Yeah, I think I thought he was going to be injured. Pedri. Coming on, I think I think Pedri coming on for me, like he calmed the game down. Like like you said, the oh, game was Pedri. Were... Pedri is yeah. a different breed. Oh my god, Pedri yeah, is a yeah. different so, like, breed. Valencia were actually threatening. So the, what I liked about Valencia was they did not give up. They were three goals down, they refused to give up. So Pedri coming on and changing the pace of the game really forced them to give up because like this guy came and was just like I don't, I don't know. I can't even believe Pedri is, is still like that young. Nineteen, nineteen. My God, he, bro. He plays with the experience of like I don't know, like a thirty-year-old midfield general. It's actually amazing to see. Uh, so all in all, all in all, a very good Barcelona performance. But now, now I can say for the first time that I expect Barcelona to finish in the top four. I'm not betting on it, but I expect it. Uh, that one is even see Barcelona's target now is to finish second. Let me be real with you. That one is a given. That let's one is not, a let's given. not get carried away, my guy. There's no, there's no carried away. See, like I've been, I've been, like I've said in previous episode on the podcast. The only reason why Barcelona have been getting those draws uh, is because they were not finishing their chances. Barcelona that I've been watching since the start of this year have been playing well. They played well against Madrid in the uh, what is it called in the other um. When they went to Saudi Arabia, just that they went, uh, Madrid were more experienced. And even this guy said it, Ancelotti said it. The, the Madrid won by. Oh, are you with, not... What am I hearing from you? Am I hearing that Barcelona are winning the next Classico? What, what I would say is Barcelona, if, I would still say, I would still die, die on this horse. If Barcelona take their chances in the Classico, there is no way Barcelona lose that game. There is no way. Because this Barcelona is okay. a different team. We'll see. There is no way. We'll see if you're confident in four weeks' time. We'll see. No problem. No problem. It's by March, so we'll see. So it's not far. Um, okay, so that's that's enough. Let's go over to France, shall we? PSG lost to Nantes. I don't even want to talk about the match. Because I I first I didn't watch the match, so I can't really talk about it. Secondly, let me what? let me let me let me just say this. A world class penalty for Neymar Junior. So carry on. <laughs> okay, so so like like just before we came on air, you told me that the penalty was terrible, and I was like, it can't be that bad. And then you sent me a link to watch you, but my God, you actually gave the penalty a compliment by calling it terrible. Like, but 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 then I'll say this. I'll say this. Neymar has that technique. Neymar usually sends the goalkeeper the wrong way. So. Because the goalkeeper went the right way, it was a comfortable save. But nine times out of ten, I don't know how he does it, whether it's jazz or whatever, but the keepers usually go, go the wrong way. So it's not like 
It's not like he was being proud by playing that team. It's just what he usually does. Of course, of course. So we're congratulating Neymar now. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Joshua, Joshua has no, lost but, his mojo. Okay, no, 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 no. You know, you know, you know why I'm saying this. You know why I'm saying this. He has been at PSG for how many years now? Four, five, five. This 2017. So he has yeah, been there five years. He has played 35 penalties and scored 31. I don't think that's bad. But yeah, that's, then, that's a, that's a, but then, but then, having said that, this particular penalty was bad. I'm not saying it wasn't bad, but I'm just saying that. Because why I'm saying this is that some Messi fanboys are shouting for Messi to be the penalty taker. Like we didn't just see him miss a penalty too against Real Madrid. So I'm, I'm. What I'm saying is Neymar should not be taking off penalty duties. That's just what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Like I feel like I feel like to me, even Mbappe has missed penalty this season. Like I mean, why is he Mbappe called? You was against Switzerland. Yeah, exactly. He has, I have seen Mbappe miss penalty to this season. I, I think there was this match, Messi was on a hat-trick in the Champions you know League. You know what? Is he... Yeah, against yeah. Leipzig, I think. Yeah, you exactly. Leipzig. I think, I think if, I'm meeting, if I'm meeting the three of them in their penalties, this is not their footballing ability, just their penalty taking. Neymar is the best of the three. Messi is second. Mbappe is the worst penalty taker of the three. Mbappe might not be the worst of the three in terms of ability, but in terms of penalty, Mbappe takes his penalties with force. There's no real technique with it. So when the force doesn't come through, then you know it's, there's nothing special about it. But Messi and Neymar have a technique of two that they usually go with, not just brute force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, get, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Fair enough, fair enough. So there's something you want to talk about off the pitch for the PSG game. Yes, this game. Leonardo, the sporting director, we saw him crying at the end of the game. He talked to, he gave an interview to L'Equipe over there in France. He said that the referee refused to blow fouls for his team. That when it was Neymar, the referee was like, oh, it's Neymar, I'm not going to blow. Oh, it's Mbappe, I'm not going to blow. Like, he actually said all these things. Oh, it's Messi, I'm not going to blow. Then the referee was shooting them. Like, the referee was, <laughs> oh my God. Man, man. Okay, so see, see this, see this. If you watch, because I've watched the highlights now. After the after I watched the penalty, I watched the highlights. Um, there were some questionable calls from the ref, but I think the side of neutrals and the side of most people in France is like, you guys are the most talented team in France. So why are you crying over a few bad decisions? <laughs> Well, like I don't understand. Maybe he just he just wants to make the headline, so I'll give him that. Oh, no, no, no. Verati, Verati said 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 the same thing because Verati said they had ten yellow cards, and a lot of you know the interesting thing about PSG is a lot of the yellows they receive, generally speaking, and even in this match, is because of dissent. So the the refs are quick to to book them for complaining. Why they are more lenient when other players from other clubs complain. So PSG players and fans have been complaining and now this is like the last draw for them. And just but, but for me, for me, that. for me, for me, all these all these things are just irritating. Like I get what they mean. I've seen it happen with Barcelona. Like every big team, it has happened to them in a season. It can happen to you where every, the referee looks at like the referee is just against you, just favoring the smaller team. Yes, but realistically, um, do they think that um, that's why they lost the match? Because that is not the reason. <laughs> they need to, they okay, need to okay. look at the mirror and understand why they lost the match. Exactly. You cannot blame the referee for this. And then secondly, PSG have gotten some dubious calls as well this season. I remember against Lyon earlier this season, they gave them a non-penalty. When I say a non-penalty, there was absolutely no foul. And the ref gave them a 90th minute penalty and they scored. And it has happened in about two or three games this season that they've gotten late non-penalties and won games. So if you've benefited from three times and it's against you once, why are you crying? I swear. So just move on. Just move on from it. Um, uh, just, just, now, just before we move on, let me just um, big up my guy, Pochettino. One in the weekend, three the and uh, one in the midweek and three the way in the weekend. So congratulations <laughs> to him. 
No, no, but yeah, he's going to tell you he won, he won in the big competition. No problem, no problem. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm telling him. Congratulations now. I'm not insulting him. So congratulations to him for showing once again he can be a mediocre coach. So um, let's carry on. I mean, I, I think that was harsh, but then again. Okay, so now sticking with the freeze, but now over in Italy, we saw the mm. get sent off yet again this season. At least the I love this. if not the third this season. But but then but then the beautiful thing is why he was sent off. I mean everybody has to love Mourinho. So Mourinho told Divev like so Divev um Divev did not give a foul late in the game. So Roma were losing two zero. Mourinho made changes, they collided two two, they were trying to win the game. Somebody was fouled, Divev did not blow. And Mourinho was making a phone gesture with his hand. And telling the ref that Juventus have called you and Juventus have bribed you. <laughs> and that's, that, that is why you're doing this to us. And when the referee heard that, he sent him off. I mean, he just have to love Mourinho. Mourinho went to Italy to just be comical. I love... Like, this is why, I mean, I love Mourinho, but... Uh, he's... he's if, if, if I decide to start a YouTube channel simply because of Mourinho, only Mourinho content, like, I will blow because Mourinho is just an, an entertainer. An entertainer, so I love his press conferences, the way he carries himself on the pitch. I just love the guy, he's just a fun guy to watch at the end of the day. You know, the interesting thing is, Roma fans have been, I've been reading reports from different outlets about the incident, and it seems like the general feeling is Roma fans will love him more for this because there's a general feeling in Rome or among Roma fans that. Is like them against the world, or more precisely, it's like them against authority. They feel like football authorities in Italy are against them, and so they are against authorities. So just Mourinho, just showing that, like he's embracing, like Mourinho really embraces what the fans stand for, and this just sums it all up. And I think they will love him more for it. Yeah, yeah, like it's the same thing with Chelsea. <clears throat> That's why he was successful at Chelsea. Like. Mario likes this underdog thing, us against the world. Us against I, the world. So, I think Mario actually brought it to Chelsea. I'm not sure if Chelsea had that mentality before. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I can give him that one. But, like, Mario likes that underdog thing. Even at Inter, when he won Barcelona, you could see us against the world, the best team in the world. Like, every time he likes that narrative. So, and that is where, where he thrives at. So that when he now beats the Lions, he will now be, he will now come out and brag. Like he normally does. But the, the only the only thing about Mourinho is Mourinho keeps throwing his players under the bus. And just last week they lost to Inter Milan in the Coppa Italia. And I don't know if you remember what he said. He said his players lack balls. Like I mean, what manager says this? No, that's it. Mourinho has not changed from his style of management because these days a lot of managers call to their players, call to them. So but that's that um old style Mario is still using. It's not like it's not as effective because now uh, players are not as mentally strong as you can see with the previous generations that could take and criticism off and on and off the air. So I feel like Mario needs to change and cuddle and show some love to some of his players in the in front know. of camera when he cannot criticize know. them. <laughs> of Hell course, you not like it because he doesn't Why give you the great content. What for? See, if, <laughs> if I'm a manager, I promise you I'll say worse things than Mourinho. In the press, I'll say worse things. Ladies like, and gentlemen, that's, this is George Constantine. Okay. What I'll say okay. about Lukaku will be unprintable in the press. They will have to blow out some of my words. You know, you know, you know in um, England, you have to censor what you say because it's not allowed. Like in Italy, you can say whatever you like. No, they would actually find me because I will still say what I want to say. Hey, man. Uh, no problem. No problem. But, but this, in this particular episode, you've been candid. You've been giving an excuse for everybody, making, showing love, cuddling everybody, even name as Oh, no, I'm, I'm trying. No, uh, see, see, see. You see this scene? This is a podcast. So we have to, sometimes we have to play good cop, bad cop. And I'm a nice person. Okay, so I'm the bad cop now. I'm the bad cop now. Yeah, of yeah, because. Nice. I'm the nice one, so that's just okay. No problem. Next episode, I will take the good cup, bro. 
<laughs> okay, so finally, in Germany, I just want to, I don't even want to talk about the game per se. I just want to say Makovoyes is the most talented German player of the last decade, whether you agree or not. Oh, oh my god. Dortmund oh. lost sorry, Dortmund lost in the Europe in the Europa League and then everybody was bashing them, including us in the episode that never was. But then what does it do? They win six nil. McAvoy's three um three assists and two goals, of which he should have actually had a hat trick as well. Because they had a last minute penalty, but I don't understand why he allowed Emmy Chan to take it. Oh my god. So so wait, 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 wait. Let me ask you a question. Who did they play? They played the people that beat Bayern Munich. Oh, that is not what we are asking. Who did they play? They played the team that trashed Bayern Munich five. What is their play? Who did they play? Wait, did the team don't have? They don't have a name. Don't they have a name? Okay, okay. They played Mönchengladbach. Okay, so please, where's? Can you educate us? Where's Mönchengladbach in the table, please? Forget Ooh. about where they are. Oh, they are good. It's a simple question. Uh, why are you deflecting? Where are they in the table, please? They are a good side. They are just having. That's not what we are asking. Uh, why can't you ask the? Uh, when when you ask me for prediction, I will give you answer. How to ask you a question? How to ask you a question? Okay. Uh, uh, uh. So now you are using question to ask 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 question. Question to answer question. So because Leicester in the bottom half of the table, will you say playing against Leicester? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm asking. Why are they in the table? That's what we want to know. They are 13. Okay. In a league, when there are 18 teams, they are 13th. And now Dortmund beat them, um, beat them, what is it called? 6 new. We are, we are out here hyping up Dortmund. Man, let's, let's, let's stop all this thing. Let's stop all this thing. Yeah, of course. Even, even Marco Royce won't be impressed with your eye because Marco Royce will be like, why are you hyping me? It's just like I'm playing a, a lower team and now you're hyping me. Why can't Marco Roy do it against against um, Bayern when they meet? I don't understand. Like, well, well yeah, hyping up, man. Let's stop all these things, please, please, please. Okay, so so just finally before we wrap up, just some weird news. Um, so female football is on international break. I know you're surprised. I never talk about female football, but there's a reason. Just there's a female player. That, okay. plays, that plays for New Zealand and Liverpool. So, okay. so I'm not going to mention her name. She scored a hat trick in the first half for New Zealand against against the United States, but it's not the correct hat trick. She scored she scored a hat trick of own goals. Like I've never had such in my life. <laughs> a hat trick of <laughs> own goals. One half. So I'm a nice person. Uh, I'm not going to mention her name. You oh, see, man, man. I I hope I hope the team doesn't ruin her mentally, and I I hope she bounces back from it because that's that is a very very shambolic thing to to have happened to someone. So, like how is it uh, like how is it? I don't I didn't think it was humanly possible before, but I I mean now I know it's possible. Now I know it's possible. Let, let, let's just advise her. She should stop watching Maguire. Let her go and watch proper defenders like Thiago Silva. <laughs> And all of that. So she stopped watching people like Maguire. Um, um, I, I know I know we didn't talk about the title race in Italy, but just before we go, I just want to say that Spalletti should be sacked from Napoli. Like I see, you see, if I'm if I'm a president or club owner, I don't wait for things to fall apart before I sack you. I sack you when you're not serious. Facts, 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 facts. Like, I agree with invested, you. I said this thing. players for Europa League, like, because they are facing back now on Thursday, and you're in the title race, and you're resting, you're in the title race. I, 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 I don't know, if, I don't know if, if, if you very, let me say this thing. I told you that Spalletti is the biggest butler in football. Him and Brother Rogers, they are the biggest butlers. They will but bottle you know, anything. Uh, you can add Pochettino to that list, but they will, these guys will bottle anything. They've bottled that title so many times. Paletti has bottled so many serial titles, uh, charged so many times in, in that but league. Like, so, hey, like, I'm never surprised. Like, I see, guy, jokes apart, eh? 
I saw the lineup. I wanted to watch the game. I saw the lineup. And I just teased. I'm like, I'm not watching this nonsense. Exactly. Nope. That was the same thing with me. Was, yes, I was, man, I, I was so like, funny. yeah, I was like, I was like, shit, there's a, a Syria game. I was like, there's a Syria game going on right now. Let me watch it. When I watched, when I, when I put it on, I was like, let me check the lineup to see one. When I, when I didn't see anybody, I just pressed the alt button in my TV and changed it back to the next, to the station I was watching before. Like, I can't be bothered, please. I can't be bothered, please. So, I mean, even the coach cannot be bothered to win the game. Exactly. If the coach, if the coach doesn't want to use his brain, so why miss? Why would I stress myself and be using so much brain power on this? So, before we go, uh, midweek fixtures, let's hear the predictions. So, quick fire, quick fire, quick fire, quick fire. Uh, Chelsea Lille. Chelsea win. Not because they are good, but because Lille are so much lower than they are. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so which one are you asking me? Let me hear it. The battle of the bastards. <laughs> which one is that? Villarreal Juventus. Manchester United. Okay, okay. Um... Oh, what, what I'm predicting here is I think Manchester United will win. That's how bad Atletico is. Like, if it was previous years, I would say Atletico will have a chance. But this one, I don't think they have a chance. Like, if Atletico win, I'll even be surprised. They have I'll be surprised. Chance. Yes, yes, because Atletico, they are good, this game. Though. Manchester United are bad, but Atletico are worse. Let's just put it that, that way. So, like you said, Battle of the Bastards. So, one, one, one Bastard will still come on top. Uh, for me, that's Manchester I, United. I don't. I, you know what? You know what? I cannot even. That's why I asked you this game because I cannot even say who is going to win. Anything I see, anything I watch on TV, I'm going to take it like that. I have no expectations going into the game. I'm just watching it. Just so okay. I'm actually intrigued with who is going to be worse. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The, <laughs> the, let's put it like this the better, worse team will win. <laughs> <laughs> so so um we have Ajax just uh, facing Benfica. I think Ajax will win that one. I think is that, is that, is that question. I mean my boy yeah. my boy is there, Anthony. So well, let's let's go to another big game. Villarreal Juventus. <laughs> I think Villarreal will win this game. I don't know. I just have that feeling. Villarreal are in form. And then Juventus have like four key players missing, no Dybala. No Bonucci, no Kelini. Um, you see, you see, the thing is, if Vlaovic does not perform miracles, then they are going to lose. But Vlaovic is good enough to win a game almost on his own. So it depends on the Vlaovic we see. But without Vlaovic, Juventus have no chance. All right, all right, fair enough. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, don't take me seriously for the Marco Royce thing. If you know me very well. I actually love Marco Roy. So, like, we always do well, in this podcast. Wait, well, let me land. Let me land. Let me land. Like, we always do in this podcast. There has to be a balance. So, good cop, bad cop. We cannot be here singing Marco Roy's praise. If Josh is singing Marco Roy's praise, I have to bash Marco Roy's. If I'm the one singing Marco Roy's praise, Josh will have to bash Marco Roy's. That's how it works. When I was singing Pedri's praise, did you bash him? You're a hypocrite. You... Oh. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I... No, 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 no. Or maybe I didn't play my role then. I didn't play my role then. I didn't remember to play my role. So, so bear with me. I'm only human. I will, I will always make error. So, is there any other thing you would like to touch on before we close up? No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just getting ready to watch the Champions League. Um, I, I don't. I'm not even sure which game I'm going to watch. Whether the Chelsea game or the Villa. I'll probably watch the Villa Juve game, depending on the lineup of Juve. If I if I look at the lineup and I don't think they have a chance, then I'll watch the Chelsea game. Okay, so something that we tried to do when we started uh, podcasting was we, we always ask one person a question, something that will happen. So in this midweek Premier League games, just give me something that will most like most likely happen. Um Salah is going to score. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, cool. Fair because enough. He doesn't have so, a choice because I, I keep passing him. He does not have a choice. He needs to okay, score so you're not, you're not speaking from a place of 
um, being neutral, speaking from sentimentality, yeah? Obviously. <laughs> All right, I, fair enough, fair enough. You better score two goals. All right, all right. What have you so, um, I would say, man, I don't know, I don't know, but I would say, um, who I would say, Arsenal, Arsenal Wolves, I would say, Smith Row again with Bank. Smith Row, that might not even start. We, we will see. I that boy is talented, so I would say, he will Bank again. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Okay, so thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you on the next one.